Maverick Channel's podcast. Hello there. Hey. Hey, I'm Moose. And I'm Jody. We're married. We watch TV shows. And in this case, movies. Yeah. We're doing that this time. This go. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's a TV show. We'll get to uh, Gunpowder Milkshake in a little bit. Also, the Barb and Star. But first, we start with The White Lotus, which sounds like a kung fu movie. I think it actually was. I think that was an actual kung fu movie at one point. Hmm. But this is, of course, as we mentioned, uh, you know, a bunch of people come to this resort on a Hawaiian island and they are uh, experiencing uh, their own little dramas and still in on it. We're still digging it. We, for the record, we're on episode four and we have about 18 minutes left in this episode. We, we haven't finished it quite. But, oh, really? I, I mean, okay. So. Uh, I was falling asleep again, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was getting <laughs> so late. So close. He was getting a little late. So close. So we had to uh, bail on it, but we'll get back to it. And uh, basically, the dragon comes and eats them all, I think. Is that what happens? I'm just guessing. Okay. I'm going to pontificate that. All right. But uh, yeah, I'm still in on the uh, the White Lotus. Like I said in the last episode, everybody's kind of the characters are starting to mingle and this one's kind of starts with molly shannon playing uh the newlywed guy's mom yep she shows up at their honeymoon oh my god and of course she says like oh i'm just i'm just here for the night i'm gonna meet up with barb no um, way this is gonna be at the other resort yeah like anytime Ugh. you were saying if you're if the if the mother-in-law shows up Mm-mm, i'm out Bye. You get your own room, right? Yeah, I get my own room. I'd at least like stay the week in a beautiful paradise, but I think I would have that marriage annulled. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a pretty fair for anybody. Yeah. If your in law shows up, mother in law, father in law, you know, yeah, their bro- your brother in law. I don't care if they're the best people in the world, and you absolutely love this new family that you've married into. They should not be attending your honeymoon. No. Period. No, that's yeah. you and your newlyweds' time. Yep. But, uh, so that's interesting. That'll probably play into some more drama. Yeah. And it bothers me that, uh, newlywed guy, and I can't remember his name, Todd. Um, Shane. Shane. Yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, so against her pursuing her journalistic endeavors. Yeah. They both are like, why would you get a job? Why would you do that? No, don't get a, you're not getting a job. Like. She's just supposed to be this kind of rich trophy wife that doesn't really do anything. Yeah, just uh, be on the board of this charity and that charity and collect and host cha- events. Yeah, host events. Yes. Yeah. Which, okay, if you're into that, but. Uh, I guess it depends on the charity, I guess. And if you're, yeah. if you're really passionate about it, maybe. But, but it's almost like that's your career. And if you're yeah. passionate about one charity, all the more power to you. But I imagine if you're doing it for a bunch of charities. Yeah. I don't think anybody's that, um, you know, giving slash altruistic. Mm, maybe. You know? There's, there's got to be a motive there. Well, yeah. It just depends yeah. on the charity, I suppose, and the cause and what what it means to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But uh, Armand getting off the wagon yeah. and then falling back onto it. Yeah, he discovered all the pills in the girls' backpack. Yeah. And he's just having a time with that. What's going on with the kid, Quinn? Like... Yeah. It's... 
are they positioning him to be like, because he's like this kid who's all into his gadgets and screens and yeah. iPhones and I don't know. But what? then he's but then he's going out to the beach and yeah. he's kind of seeing the whale mm-hmm. and then the uh, the rower guys come in. Yeah. And then later on the episode, he's floating in the water. Yes. And walks over to them. Yeah. We, we see him chatting with them. It's almost like they're angling him towards a, like, he's just going to be like, it's nature, hippy dippy. I don't want a screen anymore. Maybe, maybe this will be the thing that clicks for him. Yeah. You know, he, I'm not sure, like, I don't know if she was just being cruel because the sister Olivia can be pretty cruel, but she was like, because of his Asperger's. So I don't know if he actually has that or if she was just being mean. You know, he definitely exhibits some traits of of that a little bit, some behaviors of that. Yeah, um, yeah I don't but, know. And I don't know. Everyone treats him like he's a little bit different. So I don't know. But he's not. Like, he's normal. He's just like a kid who's awkward and not super social. Because when he's with his dad, he's not. He's engaged. He's talking to him. He is, but it's kind of weird, awkward, clunky conversation. It's not like normal conversation, in my opinion. But I think it's fairly normal for a teenage boy to be that way. Oh, maybe so. I Especially one who's kind of like socially awkward. Sure. I, for, I forgot about teenage boys. <laughs> It's been a while. <laughs> give, give it a few years. We'll be reminded of them. Oh, God. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> She's 10 now. Uh, but. Yeah. So the White Lotus episode four. We'll finish her out. Tanya, too, is just such an awkward character to listen to her talk. Like, she almost has those dramatic, awkward breaks in conversation. Like, when she came over and you know, talked about spreading your mother's ashes was like sprinkling fish food in the aquarium. It was so like, everyone was painfully uncomfortable. Like, and then she's just kind of like, okay, bye. (laughs) She's so odd. She is. And I think that's part of the reason why they cast Jennifer Coolidge because she can play that kind of. Yeah. Is she like, did she hit her head? Is something wrong with her? But she's not. No, I'm not saying, I'm not asking that. She plays that character, that type of person where it's kind of spacey. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know, maybe she's the one who's got it all figured out in the end. My concern is that the show is, is it going to end in like all this tragedy? Yeah. I just get I that mean, feeling like right? there's going to be. It's leading up to something bad here. Well, we, we know that somebody's dead. Yeah. Based on the opening scene of the very first episode. But I yes. feel like there's going to be more than that. Yes, I think, yeah, it's going to be probably lots of destruction. (laughs) I don't know. It feels like it's building to that. It does. So, But we shall see. This is episode four. I believe there's six or eight episodes of this. We'll we'll find out. Anything else on the White Lotus episode four? Um, No, I can't wait to see how it goes. And... uh, Yeah, I'm still in. These characters are really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the setting doesn't hurt either. Yeah. Nice music, too. Yeah. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Correct. You got it. I had to look it up because I was like, Vista what? Which is a... Florida. Yeah, but it's like a fake Florida Uh, destination. But it looks really nice, actually. Yeah. 
And the water looks good. The um, This movie started off a little weird, but then it got more weird. And then, it, <laughs> like, I don't know, it works. It's like, <laughs> it's funny and it's charming at the same time. Yeah. It's a little out there. At okay. times, like uh-huh. when they when they showed up at the hotel, yes, and the big musical number, yes, I was waiting for it to be, you know, they snap out of this daydream that they collectively went into, yeah. But it turns out, no, they actually did this musical number, yeah, when the new guests arrive, which I did not like. That is I, like I my least thing about this movie, like my ugh, my biggest annoyance with this movie. It's like, yeah. what's with the musical numbers? Like, it, for me, it was kind of an identity crisis. Like, are you a musical or are you a comedy or a comedy with some musical numbers? But they didn't fit for me. They were just kind of kind of grandiose productions that didn't lend itself to it for me. Yeah, they didn't bother me too much (laughs) they weren't very long which is good i mean the hotel one was kind of pushing it for me yeah but um the other ones like the one with jamie dornan singing on the beach yeah that was not very long still didn't like it by the way he is horrible yeah like he is not a good actor yeah and maybe it's because this is a comedy I, i never saw 50 shades of gray but everything I've seen is he's just kind of like got this stoic look and like, I love you. And like, (laughs) you're going to get it good, baby. (laughs) Like that type of look. Wow. You just made all the ladies who read 50 shades kind of swoon there. Well, yeah. They flash back to Jamie Dornan there. Yeah. Anyway, but he's not good in this. Yeah. No, I'm not a fan of his either. I mean, you can tell he definitely didn't have any like musical play experience. Sure. Because he has no anything. What? I didn't really care about so much about his performance. I don't know. I guess I I thought it would make me laugh out loud a little bit more. I don't know. The movie or him? The movie itself. I don't know. I guess I thought I had higher expectations for the funny, I guess. It had had some very funny moments. Mm -hmm. Um there's some good sight gags. There's some like the book club or mm-hmm. whatever that club is. Yeah, the talking club. Is it the talking it's club? The talking yeah. club. Yeah. And how Vanessa Bayer's character is just <laughs> yes. like this, the the club Nazi. Yes, she was great. I yeah. love her. Um, she got her own show on Showtime. Oh yeah. Up soon. Yeah, finally. But uh, it's, I don't know. It's kind of like it's like Anchorman meets. Uh, bridesmaids meets. Well, I had another. You know, it's that kind of. It's it's kind of playing for laughs. It's kind of broad. But they're not afraid to get weird once in a while. Like at the end, the Trish mermaid. Yeah. You know that was interesting. I don't know if I would put them in the same caliber as those two movies that you just named. It's it kind of it's not as good as those two. I'm not saying it's as good. I'm saying it's in that kind of vein where they're going for like uh they're getting out there. Like they get a little weird at times. Mm-hmm. Like the whole Anchorman fight scene, mm-hmm. you know, there's like a gladiator equipment, a trident, you know. Sure. Not reality based, but absurd. Sure. So it's kind of like that in a way, but then it has that bridesmaids vibe where it's like, you know, female friends, 
mm-hmm. sticking it through. <laughs> and um, here's a here's a clip from Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. They had just gotten uh, out of being eaten by alligators. None of this would be happening if I hadn't suggested coming on this trip in the first place. Are you kidding? I've had the time of my life here. I've done things I never thought I would do. I went in the ocean, Star, <gasps> and I got my labia pierced. What? I took it out. I immediately took it out. <laughs> I mean, these are like two kind of Wisconsin-y type yeah, Midwest women. small town ladies. Yeah, and you know, they're on this crazy vacation and they're dating a, a spy and one's getting their labia pierced. And Yeah, it has some funny moments and I don't know, maybe I need to go watch it again. It's kind of one of those. Maybe I can appreciate it more because I was reading through some quotes today and I was like, that's funny. I forgot about that. She said that in this movie, you know, like there was some funny, funny quotes there. Yeah. So. And, and the one we tried to find, we could not find it, <laughs> which is like, you know, he, he was so deep inside me. He touched my heart. I mean, that's just brilliant. It's funny. And it kind of lends itself to like, you know, she's in love with him, but that Barb and star go to Vista Del Mar. It's, it, it's, I, I liked it. And I honestly, I'd like to see another one. It's cute. It's okay. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, the musical numbers, I guess I just, I expected more like giggling moments for me. Sure. I don't know. Like I said, maybe I need to go watch it again because I have other movies in the past that the first time I saw them, I didn't think they were that funny. But the more I watched them, the more I die laughing and I still laugh at them today. So, yeah, you know. No, maybe I, it's one of those type of movies for that, me. That movie for me was Tommy Boy. Okay, I didn't really yeah. get it at yeah. first. Yeah. Then I watched it and I loved it. So I have a couple. Mine were Dumb and Dumber. The first time I watched it, I was like, "This is so stupid." But yeah. I, then I watch it again, and I'm like, "Oh my god, it's hilarious!" And I love it. The other one was Napoleon Dynamite. I didn't quite get it at first, and then the more I watch it, the more I'm like, "This is great." <laughs> The so. dumb, the dumb and dumber is interesting because I've seen that once, and yeah. like you, I didn't really care for it. Yeah. So maybe I should watch it again. I don't know. Um, Ace Ventura was kind of like that for me too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's was, weird because usually that one everybody watches the first time they love it. I loved it more the the times after the first time. You know, once I, you know, yeah, I came to kind of appreciate it a little bit better. But appreciation. Yeah. Sometimes there are those movies. Maybe this is one of them for me. Yeah, maybe, uh, you know, get drunk one night and <laughs> put it on again and you'll laugh your ass off. Getting drunk, what's that? I think this is one of those movies that's going to be kind of a cult movie down yeah. the road. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, but Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. I, I liked it. I love Kristen Wiig. Yeah, she's I great. I love her. She's great. But I, I Annie Mumolo, how yeah, do you say it? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Momoa, yeah. <laughs> the Momoa. Don't talk about him. Anyway. I I liked her in it too. I was kind of pleasantly surprised because I I don't know. Have we seen her in other things? She was in Bridesmaids briefly. She was the panicky yep. passenger on the airline. On the airline. She, yeah. She and Kristen Wiig wrote both yes. both these movies. Okay. They're okay. like partners or something. Okay. Yeah, she was good in this. Yeah. She was the one doing the labia pierce line there that we just played. <laughs> That's her. So. Yep. I know. I I at least want to see more from. Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo. Yeah. Uh, together. Yeah. Teamed up. Or, sure. or just more scripts, yeah. you know, at least. Because I think they do good work. Sure. Shall we move on? Absolutely. Just briefly to a thing that we tried. 
Yep, we tried it. But first, saving money online, super easy with honey. Now we stumbled upon this, uh, this Lego kit. Yes. Oh my gosh. And this got your attention. Why? Because it's kind of a good deal. It's a Lego, great deal. I Legos think that's what you said. are expensive. Okay. Yeah. Parents know this. We're parents. And uh, if you got a kid that are into Legos, holy cow, you know, you have spent a fortune. So anytime I can save money on Legos, yeah. Yeah. And this is a uh, 200 and some piece set for, uh, it's like a Harry Potter set. Yeah. And it's 50% off. Uh, yeah. Lego, 50% off. That's a good deal. Just use the honey plug in. So, I mean, that's super easy. Yeah. Super savings. I mean, like you said, Legos aren't cheap. So no. y- you find Legos at 50% off, you just snatch them up. Even if you're not into Legos. Totally. Even if you don't know what a Lego is. Yeah. yeah. Gift them, do whatever, because that's a great deal. Yeah. Get it and put it in the attic space until Christmas. You'll find somebody who'll want it. <laughs> Some random kids just pass them out. That's kind of how the good deals go with honey. Totally. Go to joinhoney.com slash Mary, get the free Honey plugin, installs in your browser, and you don't need to search the web for promo codes. Honey will look for you, and they'll find this Lego discount like like we found here with it. Yeah, you don't get it. Guess what? You don't get 50% off Legos. Save that money. That's Save right. Save that cash. Honey's found, a, it's got over 17 million members, $2 billion in savings. You could be one of them. Go to joinhoney.com slash married. That's joinhoney.com slash married. Okay. Last little thing. Yeah. It's the, uh, well, we tried it. Yeah, we tried it. It's Gunpowder Milkshake. Yes. This Netflix movie starring, um, she played Nebula in the Avengers movies and the Guardians of the Galaxy and all that. But uh, she plays this assassin and... She gets the call to to kill this guy, but he's like on the hook with some bad people who have his daughter. She has a, you know, an issue with her mother and her father back in the day. So this really hits home for her. Mm-hmm. So we tried all of like 30 minutes of it, 40 minutes maybe. Mm-hmm. And just gunpowder milkshake was not clicking for me at all. Yeah, I have thoughts and I have been keeping them to myself until this podcast, but I just felt like it was kind of a Tarantino knockoff. They're trying to do that. They're trying to do like Tarantino meets John Wick meets Pulp Fiction in a way. Well, another Tarantino film. So I just felt like it was just kind of a trying really hard to be a Tarantino film, but it just didn't work for me. No, it's... It's just too self-aware. It's like too in love with itself. Yes. Like between the lighting and the staging and she's like, it's like she's posing in every scene. Yes. And the acting is bad. Yeah. And I mean, like the goons that Paul Giamatti sends to go collect her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, those guys are horrible. Yeah. And that fight scene was no, just nope. dumb. Yep. In the bowling alley. Yes. You know, they don't. It just, nothing there was fresh or cool or different. I didn't like any of the cinematography with this movie. It was very oversaturated and emphasis on style with this movie. Not a lot of substance. Yeah. And I'm disappointed because I remember reading stuff about it before Netflix released it. And I was kind of getting a little like, oh, this sounds cool. Sure. 
You know. It was a lot of like smoky ambiance meets neon lighting. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, like, I don't know. It, it, I just didn't like it visually either. It was like it was the Walmart version of Drive. Eh. Meets John Wick, meets Tarantino. It yeah. just, I don't know what they were going for in this. And I don't know. Yeah. Gunpowder Milkshake. Eh. Eh. Uh, cool title. Sure. But other than that, pass. Pass. Bummer, dude. Anything else no. on the gunpowders? Um, too bad. <laughs> Bummer. I don't like it when they don't work out when, or when we don't want to stick them out. So. And it seems like Paul Giamatti's entering the phase of his career where he'll do anything for a paycheck. Well, and I felt like, you know, it says Lena... Hetty? Hetty. Hetty? Yeah. Game and, of Thrones, Cersei. And, you know, she's a pretty high caliber actress. Yeah, so she's pretty good. I guess, you know, and um, uh, Carla, I'm going to mess up her name too. Gugino? Carla Gugino. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like oh, yeah. it should have been better. And Angela Bassett's in this. Oh, and yes. uh, what's her name from uh, she was in one of the Pierce Brosnan and James Bond movies. Michelle Wu, I think, is her name. Like, yeah. there's some good talent in this movie. Yeah. And I bagged on Giamatti a little bit, but he's a good actor. Yes. And Angela Bassett, you know, I believe she's won an Academy Award. But it's like all this talent is wasted and it's they're trying to build this new world, maybe a start a tent pole, And it's just not clicking. Yeah. I'd be curious to see what the numbers are on it. Like, I don't see it in the top 10 for Netflix. So sure. Maybe people are like us are like, Hey, let's check this out. 30 minutes later. like, mm, anyway, I mean, IMDB has six out of 10 stars. So eh. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just, I didn't like, I didn't like the story that didn't even grab me. I was like, what? I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I would say pass on Gunpowder Milkshake. Yeah. All right, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Married with Channels podcast. Yep, yep. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, give us some good reviews on your podcast provider, player, whatever it's called. Share. Tell your friends. Share. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. They might become your friends after you share it with them. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, the Twitter's at MarriedWChans. And uh, that's going to do it for us. Until next time, my name is Moose. And I'm Jody. We'll see you next time. Bye. You've been pleasuring me a lot lately. In that last position, your dong went really deep. I think your dong went all the way up and touched my heart.